0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10.
1: That's where we're at this morning. One thing. Verse 41, it said, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. I was thinking about that. Martha's worried and troubled. That phrase, worried and troubled, it really sums up our world today, isn't it? I mean, our, our world is filled with worries and troubles and the things, everything that we we are experiencing right now and looking at. You know, you watch the news and you're just like, wow. It reminded me of a church bulletin once read this, don't let worry kill you, let the church help. (laughs) And I only say that because I think it's true sometimes. You know, it seems to me that's the Christians you know, they're out there telling you all this stuff that's going on and this is happening and that's happening and everything else is happening. And I'm guilty of that too, so I'm not, you know, pointing my finger at anybody. I think that it's easy for us to fixate on all the things that are going wrong and forget what I've told you many times and I've been guilty of forgetting that the things are not falling apart, they're not coming apart, it's coming together. Just like Jesus said it would. That times are going to get worse and worse and then the end will come and that's what we understand as Christians and so we shouldn't be looking at it in that perspective, but rather, wow, as the world gets more unsettled and more troubled and everybody's freaking out, we have a solution, we have peace that we can offer them And and this is a perfect time to be a Christian because so many people are open to hope and the gospel message. And so we just have to have a different perspective. Aren't you glad that we can escape by sitting at Jesus' feet and realizing that he is still on the throne and everything is still under control? I think sometimes we act as though we don't have Jesus when it comes to troubles and anxieties in this world Jesus used the same word worried many times in the gospels but i think probably the one time he used it that was it really helps us to understand what what he's trying to say to martha in in a lot of ways is in matthew chapter 6 now this word worried means to take thought of something and in to the extreme to fixate on something to be consumed by the thought of something. And in Matthew chapter six verse 25, Jesus said, therefore I say to you, do not worry, or take no thought, if you have the King James, this is what it says, take no thought of your life. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And so Jesus tells us this, you know, the, the basic necessities of life, don't worry about those things. And then he goes on to illustrate, and he says, you know, consider the birds of the air. They don't toil or spin or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And not one bird falls to the ground without his notice, right? And and then he goes on to talk about the lilies of the field. Consider the lilies of the field. He says, Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these, and yet it's here today, and and the sun comes out, it's burned up, and it's gone tomorrow. And he says... Your heavenly Father cares for you. You're more important than grass. You're more important than birds. And in verse 32, he says, For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient is the day sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen to that, right? Every day has its own troubles. Why borrow trouble from tomorrow? And yet in the the midst of all the trouble and all the chaos and all the things that are happening in the world or in our lives, personal tragedies, along with global tragedies, our Heavenly Father loves us. And He cares for us. And He knows that we need to eat. He knows that we need to be clothed. And He knows we need shelter. And He's going to take care of us and, and he says, instead, instead of thinking about all those things and worrying and stressing about all those things, he says, instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does that mean? Well, remember when John the Baptist was preaching and Jesus was coming on the scene, remember what he said? Repent means turn around, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What was at hand? Jesus. When Jesus sent out his disciples, he told them, you know, he told them to go into every city that I'm going to enter before me, go before me into every city and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. What did that mean? Jesus is coming. Because he is the kingdom of God. And when we're when we're in his presence, we're in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God isn't a place as much as it is a person. And that's what Jesus is. He's He's the one we're supposed to seek first. I I can imagine Jesus, when he said this to Martha, he wasn't really like sternly rebuking her, although it was a very gentle rebuke. But I think he probably said it kind of like this. Oh, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. And when Jesus or God says your name twice, it means pay attention. I'm about to say something very important. Is that what God's saying to you? Is he calling out your name twice, Mikey, Mikey? <laughs> it, it's true, as Christians, we do want to serve Jesus. But can we really serve him before we've sat at his feet? Can we really follow him when we haven't listened to him? Jesus wasn't interested in, in Martha's falafel or her matzah as much as he was her, as her heart. And God is interested in a relationship with you. You're not His employee. You're you're not you're not set up as okay. Now you got you know you've been saved. Now you get out there and do your job. You're His child, and He wants to delight in you as as a parent delights in a child. He wants to have your attention. He wants to have your trust. He wants you to look at him as the source for, of everything. And I just think of my, of my little daughter, Aenea, and she just, I don't know, when I come home, it's like the clouds parted and daddy's home, and she screeches. She comes running for me. Daddy! She doesn't, she's in trouble, <laughs> but she usually does. And she comes and she throws her arms around me and I give her a big hug, and then she always has to kiss me. She's so cute. Oh man, kid melts my heart every day. Shannon's like, why do they have to grow up? I said, no, she'll be like this when she's 13 still. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know, I'm drunk, I'm drunk or something. I don't know, no. Oh, yeah, such a blessing. But that's how God wants us to be with him. To be, to be com- completely enamored by him. As Mary was, she sat at Jesus' feet. Notice this, verse 42, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. There are many things in the Christian life. There's a lot uh, that that comes with the Christian life. Being a part of church, prayer, mission, service, worship, fellowship, witnessing and reading the Bible and taking care of orphans and widows and all the things that we can do. There, There are so many things that a Christian can do is we aid those who are helpless or feed the hungry. There, there's so much that we can do, but one thing is needed. One thing is needed. What is that one thing that Jesus is talking about? In Psalm chapter 27, verse 4, this is what the psalmist says. This was his one thing. He says, one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, why to behold the beauty of the lord to inquire in his temple paul also had his one thing maybe you remember that in philippians chapter 3 verse 13 brethren i do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead i press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god In Christ Jesus. So I'm setting aside all the things in life. I'm forgetting what's behind, and I'm pressing towards the goal, the prize, the upward call of God. Notice what he says, in Christ Jesus. Where do I find it? I find it in Christ Jesus. The one thing that the psalmist wanted was to to behold the beauty of the Lord. Paul was going for the prize that's found in Christ christ jesus the one thing isn't a thing at all it's a person the one thing is to know jesus to be in him and he be in us isn't that what jesus prayed in john chapter 17 that they might be one as we are one that we might be one with them
0: thanks again for listening to abide in truth with pastor mike Hughes. if you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety